SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. Convicted killer and rapist Tabo Besta's lawyers yesterday told the Bloemfontein Magistrates Court that since Besta landed in the country on Thursday, he has not eaten anything because he fears being poisoned. The fugitive was recaptured in Tanzania and brought back to South Africa and was charged in connection with his escape from the G4S-run Mangawung Maximum Security Prison on the 3rd of May of last year. Besta entered the courtroom flanked by heavily armed police and Department of Correctional Services officials. To discuss this issue, we're joined on the line by Professor Jakub Barkhazen, head of the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice at the University of Limpopo. Prof. Jakub, thank you for your time and good morning to you. Welcome to the Weekend View. Um, just uh, f- f- first of all, your impressions really of um, Bester's uh, first appearance yesterday. Many people wouldn't have seen him if they didn't follow his case several years ago, um, where he was, of course, uh, charged with uh, and convicted of murder and 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 uh, several um, cases of rape. Um, many would have seen him for the first time yesterday, as of course the the guy who ran away with with his girlfriend, who has since been recaptured. What did you make of of his demeanor and also? how uh, proceedings played out yesterday? Well, you could see um, it's still the same person. Um, there's a, a, a air of arrogance uh, from my point of view yeah. uh, from him. Um, the, the way he instructed his lawyer as well, um, it shows that he's still this very manipulative very cunning person. I mean, um, to say that at the moment you will not ask for bail. Uh, when I heard that, I, 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 I laughed out loud. You are con- you are sentenced to life imprisonment. Yeah. You, you, are, you cannot have bail, my friend. This is not how it works. Uh, it, it was quite fascinating to watch how easily irritable he was and, and and seemed to feel as though his his legal representative wasn't doing a good enough job kept wanting to you know raise his hand and obviously because of how heavily chained he was he could only get it up so far i've tried of course to to speak and and and, and the and, and the magistrate say no you have legal re- representation essentially so it's you know he he should speak he should speak through him but but you also get the sense that uh, maybe he expects that this that there's still a lot more to come, right? That he still has a lot a lot of options here. That he isn't actually somebody who will be um, essentially incarcerated for life. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, he's highly manipulative. Look 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 at his uh, previous criminal history. Look what he was able to do in a in a maximum prison so um i think uh for him it's trying to play the system at the moment to get as much benefit for himself um to secure for himself something better um the the thing about being afraid of being poisoned and stuff that's quite interesting Mm. um i would expect something like that that he would say something like that because um there had to be high-level people involved to help him to get to Tanzania or, or high-level uh, underworld people, and now he's back. And I think people will be afraid he might be talking. Um, so, yeah, but again, 
Um, the whole idea that the court should order uh, his legal team to bring him food from outside, it shows again a level of manipulation or trying to manip manipulate the system. Mm, mm, mm. Of course, these, these sorts of concerns must be taken very seriously. Do you feel that there is, in fact, an appreciation of, I suppose, the sensitivity of this matter, as you say, that uh, he would have had very um, uh, powerful people, well-connected well people to assist, really to pull off such a um, su such an escape here. And so, um, you know, for him to say he, he fears that his life may be in danger, that shouldn't be taken lightly. I think it also um, is an opportunity also, Prof, to speak uh, just in general about the, the, the conditions in prisons and, and the Mangawung um, facility as well has in previous times Time, previous occasions come under fire for the sort of conditions that that inmates are subjected to here. What, what, what sort of perhaps uh, opportunity does this case offer uh, correctional services just like broad and across the board in, in terms of improving the sort of conditions that inmates are, um, are kept under? Well, um, it, this case really uh, shines light on private prison practices. Um, so hopefully there will be more oversight on this. Um, there's been a lot of research that shows that if there's not sufficient oversight in a private prison um, uh, partnership, that things do go wrong. And when they do go wrong, they go wrong horribly. Um, this will also shine the light on, on the effect of prison overcrowding, the fact that mm. our recidivism rates are so high, which means rehabilitation in prison, which is a core of correctional services, yeah. is not functioning. That restorative justice in in the correctional uh, services is, is a pipe dream. Uh, and that's reflected again in the recidivism rates. And then, but with Bester himself, um, he He's probably more secure than the president at the moment. <laughs> yes. Just for the yes. just for the fact that if anything happens to him now, you saw how Parliament treated the first part of this developing story. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think even a mosquito will get close to him at the moment. Mm. Mm. Just, just finally, Prof, as well, and as you mentioned, Parliament and, and how it played out, I mean, a number of shocking things emerged, especially when the, the police were now in the hot seat and it emerged that they actually didn't care to get in touch with uh, the victims of, of, of Besta, the, the, the rape victims and, and the family of the woman that he killed to say, actually, um, remember when we told you he had died? Actually, he didn't. He's on the loose. They didn't care to tell to tell them. I mean, that that's sort of um, disregard, really, for, for, for the victims. I think it's, it's, it's quite unfortunate here. <sighs> What, what did you make make of that and 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 were you convinced really with with uh, their their reasoning on on how all of this played out and how they dropped the ball essentially uh no um that was probably if if this was any other country um everyone from the police sitting there would have been resigning in shame we have something called this uh south african victim rights charter uh, we've signed the UN Declaration on the Rights for Victim, right? One of the core rights you have a victim have is to offer information and to receive information. The fact that the police didn't think it 
at all a good idea to just inform the victims, the previous victims of Tabu Bester that, mm. hey, it's, 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 it, it, it's mind boggling because these people already went through enough trauma yeah. as it is. Now, the, the, the agency that's supposed to protect South Africans, to enforce law and to ensure security basically shrugs their, their, their shoulders and like, yeah, okay, we'll get to you when we get to you. Mm. It's an mm. insult. It's not only an insult to, 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 to the victims, but to South Africans. Can we then really say we're safe? What if you're a victim? of a heinous crime and you survive, what are the chances then that the police will inform you? Yes, the minister said, uh, this is something they'll review later, it, but it's now too late. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, Prof. And um, we'll have to park it there this morning and we'll continue to watch this matter closely. Professor Jakub Barkhazen, head of the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice at the University of Limpopo.